Recorded live and wearing matching powder blue dresses in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. This is So You Think You Can Danica. Hello and welcome to So You Think You Can Danica. My name is Danica. And my name is not. It's <laughs> Devin. Hello. Hello, Devin. Uh, yes, we are here because we watched a Christmas dance movie. At, <laughs> you were so excited already. Makes me excited. <laughs> we just watched a Christmas dance movie. What Christmas dance movie was it? We watched White Christmas. That's right. Can you think of another Christmas dance movie? Because I can't. <laughs> nope. But that's not the reason. Nope. I really wanted to watch it again. Well, there you go. Listen, it's this is just this is just a, an excuse for us to get together and watch movies or whatever. So this, you want to watch Bright Christmas? We want to watch Bright Christmas. Yeah. Let's do it again in July. Probably not. <laughs> well, white Chris—they have Christmas in July. You could always have yes. white Christmas in July. Yes, that's right. They were in Florida at some point. We can just pretend that the movie takes place in Florida and not Vermont. Yeah, and I mean, it's—it's it's not like it's never snowed in Edmonton in July before. So that's true. Has it? I, I believe it snowed every single month in Edmonton. Yeah, in in the fullness of time. In the fullness of time. Yes. All right. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, boy, we're off to a great start. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm tired, so I'm, I'm a little giddy because mm-hmm. I'm overcompensating for the tired, but I'm also super excited to talk about White Christmas. Yes. So, uh, it is, it is Christmas time yes. uh, as, as we are, uh, uh, getting into this. Uh, I guess I, I'll do a different way of doing it because we, A, we, neither of us had seen, um, Step Up. So right. there's no previous history with Step Up. Step Up. Yeah. And I'd seen The Gate of Orsay before once, mm-hmm. but you hadn't seen it. No. So this is the this is the first movie that we have both definitely seen before. <laughs> yes. Uh, do you want to get into even just like a little summary of like your history with the movie or or anything like that? Um, what I can remember, uh, I did see it probably a million years ago. So like I remember um, watching it many 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 years ago um and i remember the the joy that i felt so when i suggested white christmas as a, an option for the podcast it was mostly based on that feeling mm-hmm. instead of uh, a concrete memory yeah uh, well, fair enough yeah and uh, what about you uh i used to watch white christmas every year oh okay yeah uh not at anyone else's uh insistence at my specific insistence i like white christmas a lot Uh, i don't think i've watched white christmas in a couple years i think the past couple christmases have have really been lying down on the watching appropriate seasonal movies job um but yeah i would watch white christmas a lot uh i have memories of watching white christmas from oh god 10 10 years old probably younger than 10 years old um in my family, I think there's a uh, there's there's definitely a, a fine line between the people who like White Christmas, the people who like Holiday Inn, mm. and the people who don't understand why we're watching these movies again. <laughs> um, and that's fine. Like I also like watching It's a Wonderful Life every Christmas because I really like that movie. And if there's an excuse to watch It's a Wonderful Life once a year, I will take it. Um, my brothers don't understand that. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, uh, I like White Christmas a lot. Um, mm. Uh, I remember, yeah, I just remember watching it a lot. I'm pretty sure that was my first Danny Kaye movie too, uh, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, so yes, I've I've 
Definitely watched this more times and in much more recent memory. But I thought it still held up in general. Yeah, it's still wonderful. I I'm still I was still very happy, and it gave me the the warm holiday fuzzies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was um, not as m- emotionally manipulative as a lot of holiday movies, where they're mm. just like, "Feel this, this is saccharine." <laughs> you know, it was sweet, but not too sweet. Yeah, and it was like you were happy when there was. Christmas things happening and there was snow and yeah like I like I like that I think uh and we'll we'll get into the plot in a bit but one of the things that I like about White Christmas is there's not a lot of Christmas in White Christmas it's it's like a backstage musical and then it's like all right but it also was taking place around Christmas and We'll sing a song about snow, and then later on we'll talk about Christmas. But a lot of the movie is not about that at all. It is about, um, it's about the army. It's about uh, show business. It's about a ragtag group of of entertainers and 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 military veterans and their granddaughter uh, trying to whip a old what was it an old meat processing plant into shape it didn't used to be a hotel i don't remember what he said it was yeah i don't remember either like in in any other hands this could have been a mess mm-hmm. and i think if they tried to remake it it could be a mess mm-hmm. um but everything kind of clicked together in just the right way so in that aspect it's a christmas miracle yeah it's a christmas it's a white christmas miracle it is mm. all right all right, do you want to go into the plot? Sure. Uh, at the beginning of the movie, we are, it is Germany, and we are in World War II, 1944. Yeah. So you start off the movie and you're like, whoa, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Christmas. Um, and also, like, a big, a huge shot, like, the the sets, the, that set is <gasps> really, like, with the crumbling buildings and stuff, and, and, the, and the, 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 the painting in the background uh, for the, the distance, uh, that's a big shot and a big set piece for the movie. And to start off a movie called White Christmas with uh, Bob Hope... Uh, that, that, no, you keep I did it again it. because the character's name is Bob. <laughs> that's funny. Ugh. Bing Crosby <laughs> and uh, Danny Kaye playing Bob... And oh, I know Bob Wallace and Phil Davis. Yeah. And they're doing their little... Their little tap dance routine. Yeah. Uh, and then they're going to start singing White Christmas. And then uh, then their general comes in. Because it's, it's Christmas and the boys need a little thing. Yeah. And then you find out that the general's leaving. He's going to go. He's being shipped back. And so this is the last night he has with them. The new general. Seems like a real sweetheart. <laughs> that was amazing um as a character like touchstone so you basically the writer goes this is who the general is Mm -hmm. he's gonna send the new general off on some some uh uh, what is the expression wild goose chase thank you yeah Yeah, i was gonna go with the chicken and then i was like no no it's the wrong kind of bird (laughs) the rustic chicken shakedown (laughs) That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so he sends this guy away, and he literally goes, "Yeah, he won't know for about an hour and a half." And I, I was, I had this moment where I was like, "Wait, is that the length of the movie? Because that would be amazing. <laughs> that would have been great." <laughs> oh man, what if White Christmas was just putting on? What if it was just putting on a show in in like Germany during World War II? And then an hour and a half later, that general comes back. What? <laughs> 
This is a highly irregular, out of order. Everyone's getting court-martialed. <laughs> so he, the general can go in and sit down with his men mm-hmm. on one last night and see this Christmas performance. And it's beautiful and it's yeah. sweet. And I like that um, General Waverly is not just this flat character. You know, mm-hmm. he has so much emotion and, you know, he definitely adheres to the, you know, I'm in the army, so I have to talk like this kind of very serious. But you can tell that there's a lot of emotion. And I definitely want to get into um, the different types of masculinity we see mm-hmm. in this movie, which for a movie of this era is so, like, it's, uncommon. It's um one of the things that I, I, I really was thinking, I thought it was going to be interesting to do or to talk about with you is that. One of the lyrics in We'll Follow the Old Man is because we love him. It is a group of men saying that they love their general. Yeah. Um, and that's like, what a weird, um, from a, from a modern understanding of the army. Mm-hmm. Um, like, no, like there's respect and admiration and, 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 but there's no room for that in the army and, and, and sometimes for men to love other men. Um, uh, who are, you know, their bosses or like, it's just a weird, it's a weird take from a modern perspective looking back. And it is also, it's a little bit of rose colored glasses for the world war two era, but it's such a, it's a line that really stands out right now because that's not a, that's not a word that most men use to talk about other men or about the army in general. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and anytime that the, the masculinity conversation comes up, let me know. Cause we'll, Oh, I want to delve into it because there's so much to talk about. And I think it's all positive. I think, I think for the most part, yeah, Yeah. I think absolutely. All right. So basically we, we come to the end of the army scene Mm -hmm. and then it's, um, uh, the, they pair up. I'm, I'm, I know, I know I'm shortening it, but basically, um, Phil asks Bob if they can team up and be like musical partners together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it goes through this great montage where it's, it does the spinning newspaper thing. And I love the newspapers. Um, I love old timey spinning newspaper things. Like I love when they bring it in any movie. I, I don't care if they are still doing it a hundred years from now when newspapers don't exist. I love it. I have to say there's one part of that newspaper scene that always, that, that always frustrates me. And it is the headline, the first headline, no, yeah. the second headline, which is, um, Wallace and Davis to team up. And I'm like, that headline makes no sense. No one knows who Phil Davis is. No. It should read, uh, Bob Wallace. Not Bob. Yeah. Yeah, Bob Wallace. Bob Wallace teams up with unknown, uh, former, uh, uh, soldier or whatever, right? Like, Wallace and Davis to team doesn't mean anything. No, no. One of my favorite things to do is actually not read the main uh, headlines that the movie wants us Mm -hmm. to read. I read the stuff underneath just to see what else they've seeded into that day's news. And Mm. I think it's fantastic because most of them don't make any sense. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Any particular standouts or just not? Oh, they, I didn't write them down. They went by too fast, but there was, there was one or two that I'm just like, eh, you know, like it's not like I'm dying laughing, but it was more like, "Eh, yeah. There you go. Eh. Um, and, and, uh, one of the, one of the weird ongoing touchstones is, 
uh, Bob, you have to do this for me because remember my arm right. that I injured my arm when I pushed you out of the way of that collapsing building. Mm-hmm. And that comes up a lot. Basically, anytime Phil wants Bob to do anything, all he has to do is touch or look at his arm. Yep. And he's like, oh, fine. Because he saved his life. Saved his life. Um, yeah, so they, 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 they do a huge, like it's a 10, like it's 10 years because yeah. it says 10 years uh, on the cake at the end. Spoiler! There's a cake at the end of this movie. <gasps> Um, but yeah, over the 10 years, it's the two of them doing nightclub shows and then bigger shows and then the radio show and then they're producing big mm. Broadway numbers. Uh, and then they go to Florida. Yes, they do. Um, why did they go to Florida? Oh, they were doing their show in Florida. Yes. Okay. I really should have written that down. <laughs> See, but that's you, why yeah. I should have written down more notes. Um, I, okay, admittedly, I was concentrating on the wrong thing. Um, I was concentrating on the fish tank over the buffet, <laughs> which is not a plot point, but it was fabulous. Yes, you very much enjoyed You were like, oh, look at the buffet! It was amazing! It had a fish tank! <laughs> I've never seen that before. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they go they go to visit um, a sister act. Right. Because their, their old army buddy, Freckleface Jones, the dog face boy. Oh, that was uncalled for. I felt bad for that actor and his poor headshot. Because they, when they showed that picture of him later, uh, it, it hung on him for a while. Like, it was a couple extra seconds, and it felt awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Always a good-looking kid. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, sorry, Freckleface Haynes, the dog face boy, has written to his old army buddy, Can you go see my sisters? Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't really him. It was no. Vera Allen. Oh. It's uh, Judy. Judy, yeah, Judy. She's got an angle. She's gonna like, oh, maybe, uh, mm-hmm. maybe uh, <laughs> Wallace and Davis can come and give us some hints. Uh, and then uh, uh, <laughs> Bob, Bob and uh, the Judy. No, Judy is Vera Ellen. Yeah, Betty. Betty. Bob Betty. and Betty. Yes, they get off to an excellent start. Oh, it's <laughs> going well. Wow. Oh, that was. She immediately calls him on his stuff well i think hmm, i i get that but i feel like he's just like everyone's got an angle right like i don't i'm not faulting her like she she wanted us to get here this is the way you use it everything's Mm -hmm. fine right Mm -hmm. i feel like i feel like what i wrote down was i love how they both rub each other immediately the wrong way (laughs) Uh, for for various reasons i think bob is a cynic and i think betty is um i feel like she doesn't she doesn't like cynicism, mm. right? Yeah. She's just like, why can't people be nice? She doesn't. She doesn't trust people. I don't think. Yeah. Um. Which is why she has to keep taking care of of Judy. She always has to keep keep an eye on Judy because she doesn't trust other people, right? So I feel like when you put the two of them together, and he's like, "Listen, I know, like, uh, yeah, that was kind of shady, but what are you doing?" She's like, "Shady, how dare you?" No, it's it's fine. It's like, I did, don't you talk bad? Like, it's just like they do. That's a bad combination of people. Oh, it is. Uh, however, they still kept pushing their chairs closer and closer. They sure did. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> since I'm never since since it's highly unlikely we're ever going to see each other, I don't see what we have to fight about. And cheers. Yes. Uh, we did skip. Oh, we also did skip over sisters. Ah, uh, yes. Sisters. <laughs> my least favorite song, because you hear it 17 times. You do hear it at least three times. Yeah. 17. Seven, you're, okay. No, uh, you were right. It was 17 yeah. times. Three feels like 17 for me. There you go. It's not a bad song, 
But once you get past the first one, you're like, all right, is that the only song they have? And I got angry because <laughs> then Betty did that later where she's like, performance is one song. And I don't like that as a rule. And I'm, I'm aware mm. that it, the movie doesn't have time for many, many songs because it already has many, many songs. But for me, that was a gripe. Fair enough. Because they would just go on stage and do one song and be done. And I'm like, girl, how much are you getting paid for that? Because it's too much. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Yeah. But. But. Um, that I just wanted to mention Sisters because we're going to talk about Sisters again. But, but. So, Betty and Bob are fight flirting yeah. at the table. And Phil and Judy, Judy yeah. go out to do the best things happen while you're dancing. That was really sweet. It's a good number. It is. They dance literally all over the place. Yeah. Over everything. Yeah. There's a, like a dock and a boat. And I was terrified <laughs> every time they came close to the edge of that. <laughs> yeah, when when, when when they spun around the, uh, the poles on the bridge. Not even the poles. Oh. I didn't mind the poles. But the um, when that when there's that main dance floor area, oh, every yeah, yeah. time they were within a foot of that, I was like, they're gonna fall, they're gonna mm. fall, and they might have, you know, there might be like some, like that's how that's how you get takes in movies. But I was just terrified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, they wouldn't put that in the final no. cut. No, <laughs> and see, that's the irrationality of me watching movies is that I am aware. That the perfection made it to the screen, but I'm also fearful that it actually happened. Yeah, might have. Apparently, uh, there was. Listen, I'm not going to slight Danny Kay. He is not as good a dancer as Vera Ellen is. <laughs> Vera yeah. Ellen is. Yeah, he did keep up. But apparently, there is a scene where um, he uh, she trips on his foot, and it's in it's yes, in yes. that. I yeah. missed it. Did you I was catch looking it? For it? Yeah, it was that last spin on the dog. Ah. And she, uh, he, he put his foot out and she kind of tripped over, but then she kind of made up for it and she was like yeah. flailing very beautifully. I don't know how to dance, so that's what I'm A beautiful it. flail. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that, I saw it. Yeah, because she is a pro. Yes. And she will just be like, no, okay, hold on. His foot was not supposed to be there, but I am a professional. Um, Danny Kay's, Danny Kay's shoes also. I love Danny Kay's shoes. <laughs> just like, it's all, it all, it's all one big look. It's all one big gray yeah. mass. Um. All the same color. All the same I color. don't understand. But it works. It does work. We also should comment about the socks in this movie. Very brightly yeah. colored. Bright socks. Yellow, red socks. They, I think that because Technicolor was still, I assume new at the time, or at least trendy, mm. They were just like, all right, let's do this. Let's just throw those socks at the audience. <laughs> it's Socovision. It is Socovision. Socovision. I love Socovision. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, yes, they do best things. That's oof, That's one of my favorite dance numbers in in the show, in the mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Just the, the thing across the dock and then on, the tap dance number on the boat. They just and like walk across. up onto a boat. Mm-hmm. Who does that? It's amazing. Old yeah. Hollywood is fantastic. Ah, it's so good. And then, yeah, it just, it just ends with this huge, big, big finish. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, oh. And then, she, and then, like, Betty walks in and she's like, well then. <laughs> looks like, looks like, what's happening out here? I don't remember exactly. It was like best two out of three or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really get that. Best two out of three. I assume it's like best two out of three falls because they're wrestling, right? Like that's a oh. wrestling match, best two out of three falls. Oh, interesting. Okay. okay. Uh, I assume that's what that means. Oh. Uh, but then the girls have to skip town. 
Yes, that was a problem that quickly existed out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, they're they're late on their rent. Their landlord's trying to steal rent. So the sheriff's there to arrest them. Yeah, and they, he also said that they burned a hole in the carpet, which apparently he lied about or something. Well, I mean, we, we established later on in the movie that people just throw their cigarettes on the ground indoors. That drove <laughs> so... me wild! <laughs> okay with people smoking in movies you know like I, I i know that it doesn't it's actually weird that they don't do it anymore mm. I, i'm glad that they don't obviously for for media sake and you know influencing children but when you do smoke in the movies i don't care if it's the 50s or not don't throw it on the, the floor crowd. that is a fire hazard it was a fire hazard 60 years ago it was a fire hazard now <laughs> so angry. I'm angry about it. Yeah, it was, and, and I didn't notice it because I was like, "Oh, okay." It was it didn't even clue into me. But you were like, "He threw that on the ground." <laughs> I was so angry. Very angry. Um, so, <laughs> so in order to help the girls skip town, Phil and Bob do lip sync sisters from the record. Yes, which is fun, but I'm not sure how the crowd was supposed to react. <laughs> Well, uh, my feeling is that they're like, oh, it's Phil Davis and Bob Wallace, right? Like, they're famous. Yeah, I guess, like, maybe they would recognize them. Yeah. I was trying to see it from the crowd's perspective. I'm like, who are these clowns? <laughs> but, like, think, I think maybe once they recognized them, they were just like, oh, it's funny. Yeah. I, sometimes I try not to see things as from like, mm. from my viewer's perspective. Sometimes I like to s- imagine things from like someone in the movie or like someone who's not me. I don't know. Yeah. I watch movies like a weirdo. So I watch I movies like a weirdo. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I I do I do admit I do have a soft spot for the 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 men lip syncing sisters mostly because they're actually cracking each other up and I like to see that. This move. Pardon me. This movie. Is a little sloppy. They kept in a scene where Vera Ellen almost falls over. They keep in a scene where um, they're cracking each other up. Apparently, that was the best take. Oh. Because they kept cracking each other up. <laughs> well, I mean, it looked natural. Yeah. And then uh, and then um, he cracks, uh, Danny Kay cracks Bing Crosby up later at the end of the movie too there's a there's a bit where he it's during i think it's during i wish i was back in the army where he's going and uh and bob uh bing crosby cracks up again i'm just like i think it's really cool that this is a huge paramount musical and it's just like well all right yeah let's keep that in it's fine Danny Kaye and Bing Crosby. I, I think back then in 1954, someone would be like, they can do what they want. Yeah. And yeah. they did. They did. And then usually it was la- like ruckus laughter. They weren't like destroying hotel rooms or something. No. I, well, I don't know. <laughs> there are there are rumors about Danny Kaye being like crazy. Oh. Not, listen, not libelous. There was, there's a one specific rumor that I'm thinking of. Okay. I'll tell Danica. Off the air. All right, yeah, we're not starting this. We're not. Nope. We're not going to get we're sued for our it. fun podcast. Not at all. Not the estate of Danny Kay and UNICEF. How dare you? Um, oh God! All so right, yeah, so, so they catch they... they catch an alley taxi. Oh my God! <laughs> so they leap out the side window, which is luckily on the first floor. They whistle, and a taxi is literally right there. <laughs> and I can't even abide these Hollywood rules because they thought that was so dumb. <laughs> Taxi, we're coming out the back window. Yeah, we're right there. Like the ta- what would the taxi driver be thinking? Oh, 
oh, these two famous people just climbed out the back of this, the back window of this establishment and said, drive us to the train station. What? This seems legit. Mm. (laughs) As long as they tip good, it doesn't really matter to me. No, I don't think it would. Um, so they get on the train Mm -hmm. and of course, because Phil has given away their, their two tickets to the ladies, they don't have tickets. Mm -hmm. And Bob starts to think something is amiss. So they buy new tickets, which cost an entirely expensive amount in the 50s of $94 for two tickets. Two tickets, two train tickets to New York from Florida. I know! <laughs> That's wild. Anyway, that was probably really loud. Sorry. Yeah. I got really excited. Yeah. Um, inflation is a B. It is. <laughs> Don't worry. A GDB. I'm not, <laughs> not going to make you go back and beep that out. Nah, fair enough. <laughs> um, so they... So they get on the train, uh, but they have to stay in the... What the was club car. Club car, yeah. And apparently, they literally cannot sleep. They have to stay awake all night. So I'm not sure who polices that. Uh, yeah, I think... Yeah, they're like, you can stay up all night in the club car. But I don't know, like... Who's policing that? The, the old man? The old man who took their ticket. Eh, wake up there. Yeah. Pour, pour some more coffee for them. Like, there was a bartender, but I mean, I feel like he's gonna maybe shake their shoulders a little if they fall asleep yeah. but like what can he do yeah i feel like well <clears throat> you did say sit up all night so as long as you're not lying down maybe you can sleep in the club car if oh, you're wow. just sitting on the benches mm. wow this is a harsh harsh world it's a tough it's a tough life for two <laughs> nationally famous broadway producers yes um, who even back then 94 dollars probably wasn't a lot no probably no. wasn't uh, but yeah, they they get on the train. They have to sit up in the club car. Phil, uh, Bob figures out that Phil is giving the tickets to the girls. He's gonna go take them by the hair. Oh boy! And give them a piece of his mind. But then they come in and they're all like, "Oh, it was so nice of you. Thank you so much. It's so wonderful." And then we get snow. Yeah, snow is okay. I like it. It's kind of it's nice. It's not my favorite song. It's no, kind of like no, no. middling. Um, but yeah, it's just like a nice song. Yeah. My favorite part of the song is the four-part harmony of snow. That's my favorite part. But it's also not a dance number. We're just singing snow. That's right. Um, also, she says she wants to wash her face and hair with snow. That was... That, that's too much. I love snow. <laughs> uh, but I don't want to do that. It, no. It's not... It's bracing. Sure, it's bracing. Yeah. But no, too much. No. All right, so they, they get to Pine Tree, Vermont. I'm going to back up. Oh, 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 I'm so sorry. Please. Okay. I do want to talk about Pine Tree, Vermont, but I I really have to mention that I need to do further research on those beverages. It was like white foam, and I need to know what kind of cocktail that was, because I'm going to do some research and then find the snow drink. For the snow song. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, like, is it a flip with, like, is the egg white making it fizzy? Or is it, like, a combination of, like, a seltzer water and ice crystals? Like, if it was chipped ice and seltzer water, it could be kind of Yeah, but it was, so, it was so light. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Because right. watching, watching as he poured, I was so entranced. <laughs> maybe maybe it was movie magic. Maybe it was just, like, know. like laundry detergent. They <laughs> just poured in the glasses. But no, it's not. We'll make it. We'll make a good one. Oh. Okay, now I'll drink my laundry detergent, mm. and then I'll die. <laughs> Maybe we won't do that. Let's go to Pine Tree, Vermont. Let's go to Pine Tree, Vermont. Uh, yeah, there's no snow in Vermont. There's no snow. Nope. Uh, so the girls uh, and and uh, 
the the sisters say the girls sisters <laughs> they go uh, to the hotel where they have been hired to perform yeah. and emma emma is there uh the the lady the housekeeper i guess housekeeper yeah. slash secretary slash uh, she's kind of everything head of busybodies chapter of house <laughs> front of house it's like well yeah no like no one's gonna be here we can't pay you uh and then who comes in who comes in <gasps> But the general. What General Waverly? What's he doing hauling firewood? Yeah. Uh. So they straight up call him a janitor because a he's jan- holding firewood. A, a janitor. Oh, my brain. Yeah. No wonder no one respects the janitorial services if there's movies like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, and he's like, well, it's even worse, guys. I own the place. And I was like, woo, business owner. Yeah, yeah. small business owner. Trying to make things work in this economy. Yeah. Yes. Snow in this economy. Snow in this economy? <laughs> uh, Sorry. No, no, it's good. I like that. Snow in this economy? It's good. Uh, but yeah, so the general will not will not be paying them their half cancellation fee. He's like, they're here. We're going to do shows for me. So yeah. they're just going to sit and watch. They do sisters again. Yes. And then Phil and Bob come up with a great idea. They've given their entire show two weeks off for Christmas. With pay. With pay. Uh, he's given them all two weeks off. And then they're like, you know what we should do? We should bring them all to Vermont to rehearse. Uh, and then pay them an extra week on top of that. So I think he still needed to pay them the first two yeah. weeks. Because wow. I don't think they would have done that otherwise. No, I don't think so. The 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 time the timeline of this movie is a little weird because like... Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I feel like it would take, well, maybe it wouldn't. Because I'm thinking long ways across the country as opposed to north-south across the country. Oh. But, like, can you take a train to Vermont from Florida overnight? Mm, I don't think so. I think mm. it would take a couple days. Yeah. Well, what, a whole day, maybe? It's farther, well, like 24 hours. Yeah, I don't know. It's farther from Florida to Vermont than it is from um, Edmonton to uh, Vancouver. And my mom took a train ride back when I was living there, and it took her, like, 24 hours in total. Hmm. So I think it would be a few days. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there are no mountains that they do have to go through from Vermont to... But still. Still. Anyway. This sounds like a question for follow-up. Absolutely. Possibly in the show notes... Because How far? we're responsible yeah, podcasters, absolutely. and we will look I don't that know up. if you've read the show notes before. <laughs> they don't have a lot of factual information in them. It's the way I like it, Devin. There you go. Uh, so yeah, they're, so they so they bring the show out, and then we just get like bombarded with like number after number after number. It's all so good. Um, and I'm looking up the name of the the dancer that is dancing with Vera Ellen in most of the stuff. I had to look him up. Right. His he name is very good. Yes. His name is John, uh, I'm going to say Bracia, B-R-A-S-C-I-A. Okay. It's either Bracia or Bracia. I think it's Bracia because I'm thinking fit. Oh, no, it could be fascia. Anyway, one of those two. John. Yeah. Um, yeah, they get to do, uh, they get to do the minstrel show, which when you hear that out loud, you're like, oh, no, is this going to be bad? It's not bad. It's got some puns. Yeah. It's got uh, Mandy. Yeah. Uh, it's got Mandy. Mandy's not great. Here's why I like Mandy. Okay. Because Vera Ellen bends all over the place and is thrown all over the place. It's 
because she's a tiny bean. She is very small. She's, she's a string bean. Yeah. Yeah. The the Mandy, out of all of the big dance numbers that way, Mandy's probably my least favorite. I prefer the uh the he the, the, the puns of the doctor and the well. Oh, joke song. God. I'm embarrassed that I couldn't see that coming. I'm embarrassed <laughs> oh. for myself and anyone who knows me. Oh, I love that joke. It's so good. <laughs> My favorite is choreography. Yeah. Of their supposed show, which doesn't make any sense plot-wise. No. So it had to be some kind of a variety show. Yeah. Choreography is, is pretty good. I like that they're... First, it's, 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 it is kind of... And I, we're skipping ahead, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> it is a perfect... Like, encapsulation of, like, Danny Kay, like, kind of joke, like, humorous dancing, and, like, Vera Ellen being a very good dancer, and John Brescia also, like, their their tap number works weirdly bouncing off the modern choreography and, like, the taking the dig, (laughs) taking the dig at, uh, like, choreography, choreography, bleh. Snap, snap, snap. God, I just, I love how... They're just like, we have to be super modern. And I'm just like, okay, everyone's in purple. Everyone's in purple. Everyone's in purple. The 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 atonality of the like, It's so like it's just so over the top, but it makes me love it more because the set design is like mm. horrific. And it's just so like angular. And the weird wheel thing that they yes! put them on again. Like, why? While they're tap dancing around. It's just this weird, beautiful thing. <laughs> Choreography is really good. My favorite is the Abraham. The Abraham number? Like, just let's run the Abraham number. Oh, let's just dance as hard as we possibly can for, an, for a minute and 30 seconds. Those two, those two can work it. Yeah. And uh, that was supposed to be like a dress rehearsal yeah. like version. It was let's perfect. Let's just run it. Yeah, yeah. Let's just run it and be perfect. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess we've just talked about the three big, the three big dance numbers from the show. Anyway, that is fair. But uh, yeah, they're all so good. Vera Allen in her yellow outfit, mm-hmm. or, or or even in the pink outfit when she's like when she comes down from the ceiling in yeah. choreography, it's like ticket 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 it like the tap. Oh, just her little toes going. And I was just watching her toes, and I couldn't see the move, but they were moving so fast. She was like a hummingbird of feet. Yeah, I. I really, because I mean, this this movie, I feel like, hey, this movie taught me to, uh, or like solidly embedded my love of terrible puns, because the, <laughs> the, the, it's still going back to that well joke. Still good. <laughs> still love it. That is a dad and a half joke. And me at 10 was just like, amazing. So good. Um, but also, I just like anytime Vera Ellen is dancing in anything, I'm just like, guys, Vera Ellen, shut up. <laughs> shut up, Vera Ellen. It's right here. Uh, she's so good. Anyway, um, yeah, they're running the show. Right. And then... So he brings the the, the whole gang. Uh-huh. Um, everybody's there. Um, I don't know who's paying for the hotel. I assume it's also... Yeah. The, it's still it's them. them. I think it, it's costing him a lot of money, but we won't go into that because who knows, right? Well, but... And he and the whole point is they're trying to help the, the man, right? Oh, yeah. They're trying to help General Waverly. Yeah. He ate, and then we ate. He slept, and then we slept. Then he woke up and nobody slept for 48 hours. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, but then they're like, oh, uh, oh, the saddest scene. The saddest scene is coming when the general's like, I'm not going to be a, a, a hotelier for much longer. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. It's really brutal. 
Yeah, like it brings it down. Yeah. And he's just, he's on this bench, but he can't read uh, the letter. Um, so he gets uh, Bob yeah. to read it. And so he reapplied to go back to the army, even though he's totally retired. Mm-hmm. And he should be chill about that. He is not chill. He has no chill. No. Um, and then they, his friend thinks he's joking. <laughs> what a hilarious, what a hilarious joke letter. That was sure good for a laugh around the office. <laughs> Imagine you coming back to the army. Yeah. Oof. It was pretty bad. It's a rough scene. So at that point, Bob knows that he needs to up the stakes. They can't just have a show for the town and the locals. He has to get all of the army people who are under Waverly back to show him that he's loved and he Mm -hmm. isn't forgotten. And you know what? That is so sweet because, like, I have to say that it could have been very easy to have, like, a rah-rah pro-army thing, but it didn't feel like that for me. It felt like you you had an experience with this this large group of men and you're you're very you know you might not be friends anymore but something has um mm-hmm. kept you together emotionally um and then so when one of you needs emotional support because that's what this is mm-hmm. which again we sh- I'm kind of delving into the yeah, go do it side. do it um they come together yeah. for for them. And so, like, um, I see, I didn't see, like, you know, yeah, army, you know, everything is army. Because, like, a lot of movies can do that. Mm-hmm. But this was more like, we need to support him because he's basically like our army dad. And we yeah. love him. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting um, to think about the general Waverly character. In and of itself. First of all, he's taking care of his granddaughter. We don't know where those, where the mom and dad are, but it's definitely there to make him more sympathetic. He's got a granddaughter, blah, 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 right? Yeah. But, um, it is throwing his trajectory post army into sharp relief of Phil and Bob, right? Like, yeah. how many people in any war come back from the war and they don't have a place anymore and they're trying their best? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the general, like, the general, he, like, <laughs> To be fair, I don't think Phil and Bob going, you're a janitor, helped him feel good about his life choices. Yep. Um, but, like, he he doesn't feel like he belongs. So he wants to go back to the army. That's where he knows he, he belongs and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, then, and then to have that kind of just been like, nope, this is not an option that is open to you. This is your life now. You are an old man. Go play horseshoes. Mm. Right? That's a, that's a hard... That's 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 a hard thing to accept on many levels. Yeah. There's the you're old and life is passing you by. You don't have a you don't have a space in this new world um, that you went and fought for. Um, there's a lot of emotional depth going on with the General Waverly character, um, and uh, he is he he could have been a crusty curmudgeon, but he's not. Uh, uh, Dean. Uh, the actor, I said, almost said Dean Norris, but that is the dude from Baking Bad. Uh, <laughs> Dean Jagger. Oh, um, right. Uh, fun fact, born in the same year as Bing Crosby. Wow. They are approximately the same age. Well, I mean, his fake white hair was pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, but I let that go because Hollywood. Yeah. And that's fine. He was he was the right man for the part. They just had to oh, add for some sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, he's, he's, he's got a real subtlety and heart to that performance and he's great 
Uh, but what were you going to say about the masculinity thing? Because Yeah, you want to delve into that? Yeah, absolutely, because we're getting to that point, right? Yeah, definitely. No, there's a lot. Um, you know, the the general is is one of those uh, positive role models. Because mm-hmm. he's he is a man of a certain age, but he has emotional depth. And mm-hmm. it's exactly what you were talking about. There's everything from... Um, there's everything from uh, when uh, Bob touched Phil's knee and no one had gay panic about it. Oh, when, which point was that? It was basically, oops, sorry. It's okay. Um, it was basically uh, right after um, the wall thing and he had the cat. Uh, oh, the cat yeah, yeah. On. And he said, you know, like, you know, friend, is there, if there's anything I can do for you. And like that, just y- some movies, you just wouldn't see it. It's a very, it's a very casual touch. Mm. Um, it's a close touch, and it might not have been earned that early in other movies. But I feel like mm. you know they had been through something. Yeah, absolutely. So it's little things like that that I that I notice. Um, along with uh, in the choreography dance, uh, Phil had purple eye makeup, mm-hmm. and it it added to the character. You know, he had the the beret, and he had like the the whole costume. And it could have very easily not been there. So it's not just actions. It's it's things we're seeing on screen as well mm-hmm. um, as, as marks of another kind of masculinity. Um, and I think um, even between the two of them, I think Phil is definitely more comfortable with his masculine, masculinity. Um, not that Bob isn't. I just feel like he's more, hmm. I'm just going to do my thing. You know, I'm just going to gonna live. Yeah, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Because I think in one in one way, in the way that you framed it, I, I, I'd be tempted to agree. I feel like there is a little bit of, um, well, not a little bit. There's a lot of uh, fey and uh, effeteness to uh, Danny Kaye's performance. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, to be fair, a lot of Danny Kaye performing. Right. Like he does do a, a little bit of uh, feminizing the performance, uh, especially, uh, you know, when he's like, oh, I don't think we could know a fake engagement. Oh, oh, my. Like anytime he's like, oh, I have feelings for a lady. Um, uh, that's really interesting to think that, like he's more comfortable in his masculinity. I think uh, from my perspective, I, th- I really like the way that you framed it. From my perspective, I feel like Bob is just. He is who he is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, Bob's just that person. Um, and I don't feel like he... I feel like he goes through a little bit of growth. Um, mm-hmm. of just, But I don't feel like he has a lot of growth at all. I feel like he's just cool Bing Crosby being cool Bing Crosby the whole time. So mm-hmm. in that sense, I always just saw him as being very comfortable in himself. Whereas Danny Kaye doesn't seem very comfortable being himself. Huh. As a, in the performance. Like, he feels... He feels awkward because he has more awkward things to do. He's got uh, he's got to clown around with the, the the fake broken leg, and he's and he's uncomfortable around women, and and, uh, uh, and yeah. So I felt that in that way he's less comfortable in his own skin. Whereas Bing Crosby's just like, listen, I am a super cool. Uh, I am a little confused as to why the girl that I was uh, making eyes over over uh, buttermilk and liverwurst sandwiches is no longer as into it. I don't know what could have gone wrong. Was it the fact that I referenced buttermilk and liverwurst sandwiches? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I do like that bit, though. Yeah. <laughs> but have a ham on rye? Think of a 
Tall blonde. <laughs> what do you think of you? What do you dream about if uh, he liverwurst? Dream about liverwurst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty ballsy. Because, <laughs> like, at that point, he's sort of trying to woo her. Yeah, absolutely. And yet, telling her that he's going to be dreaming about other women no matter what sandwich <laughs> he eats. <laughs> I'm just like, all right. You are very confident. Well, it's, it's a... I guess, like... I don't flirt that way, but there's definitely some people who flirt who are just like, yeah, listen, I'm confident in, yeah. like, my sexuality, and I'm just gonna, like, yeah, absolutely. This, to talk about, to talk about that can be flirting. It's not a kind of flirting that I do. No, that is the opposite to everything I do, because, like, I'm never, I'm never confidently flirted in my life. If I have, it was an accident. Most, most of my flirting, most of my flirting is either A, inadvertent or be me realizing like ah, i probably should have kissed her oh well <laughs> gonna go to bed and think about all the mistakes i made dream about those sandwiches <laughs> gotta give myself a ham on rye <laughs> uh yeah oh my gosh um yeah so what what else would you like to talk about uh well we can uh yeah we kind of jumped well we didn't jump we, we really delved into the to the uh, masculinity thing, which I think was really cool, but we'll go back to plot just for a little bit. Of course. Um, so we were talking about how they need to do something for the generals. So they're going to get all the army buddies back. So Phil goes on the Ed. Oh, what was no, it? Ed Bob. No, Bob goes on the Ed, Ed Harrison. Harrison show. Yeah. To uh, talk uh, to the boys and say, "Hey, boys, generals in need, come down to visit." And blah 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 blah. Uh, but. We have a problem because while he's making that phone call with Ed Harrison, uh, we've already established that uh, that Emma listens in on phone conversations, and Emma nice. listens in on a phone conversation and gets everything wrong. Yeah, Ed is saying, "Oh, listen, we could film it. We can film the show and really like big sad story." And she's like, "Oh no, no, no!" That and Bob's like, "No, we're not going to do that. It's not what this is about." But she's already heard enough. And also, I didn't really notice it, but she gets everything wrong. She gets all the details wrong. It's going to be over $200,000 in free publicity. Yeah. And then she said, and then she says that Bob said it. Yeah. But Bob never said it. Ed said it. And it might be that it's just hard to tell who's who over the phone, but like she literally gets everything wrong. Uh, and she should retire from the head of busybodies. Association. That's not. That's bad busybodying. Yeah. No. If you want to be gossipy, you listen to the whole story. That's right. You got to get all, all the deets, all the hot goss. Mm. Um. Yeah. So, so she tells Betty. Betty's like, "Oh, that's not okay," because of the whole cynical angle. And so she, she's not with into Bob anymore. So that means we have to have a fake engagement. Ta-da! Because they're cooling off, and uh, and Judy thinks, oh, the reason that they're cooling off is because she's in love, mm-hmm. but she won't let herself fall in love because she's got to take care of me. So maybe, oh, Danny Kay, could you please fake engagement with me? I love that scene where she's crawling. <laughs> like, it's one take, and they're just crawling across the bay window. <laughs> I love every time his voice wavered. Yeah. That was amazing acting. <laughs> you, you, you do find me ch- uh, charming. Gay, fun to be with. He used to say those things about my cocker spaniel. <laughs> um, oh, that's a good scene. It's a good scene. They're really good. And I just yeah. love the way when, she, when she's like, well, you wouldn't, you don't think that I just 
marry get engaged how who do you think i am just oh she's so good she gets all uppity and like rearranges her skirt yeah. which i loved because she's is just this little character yeah. mov- movement where she's like oh, well oh. <laughs> looking <laughs> off looking off and away from him like oh, okay and then she's like don't you think we should keel seal this with a kiss like she just turns right back on the yeah. dime so good <laughs> and he is terrified by the thought of marriage just terrified yeah i think he's yeah he's terrified by marriage and he's terrified by vera ellen yeah <laughs> just being like strong str- again a, th- a thing that i don't feel he's super confident in because okay. she's a strong confident woman coming on to him and he's like oh um wait i will this may be a terrible mistake but that's just my way of reading the that situation and for me those are two separate things you Fair can enough. be confident in yourself you can be self-conscious with other people yeah. so i see that those moments when he's dancing he's oh yeah, like yeah. yes i know it i am me yeah and then when he has to interact with people like <laughs> i was gonna say vera which is true but like um judy no yeah, judy. yeah. he's just like Oh no, you're you're coming after me? No, I just don't. <laughs> hey, I'm nobody. Oh. <laughs> uh, we were doing this for Bob. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So then they throw a, they throw a party. They try and get Bob and and uh, Betty together. That's not working. They reveal their fake engagement. Uh, and then Betty uh, jets. Yeah. Next day, she's like uh, breaking up the breaking up the act. Uh, going to New York. Gonna perform at this club. Uh. And then Bob has to, on his way to the Ed Harrison show, stop by and say, hey, this was a fake engagement. You should come back. We would all really like you to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the club, we get, um, love, uh, you didn't do right by me. Oh. Such a good number. She looks, that's my favorite outfit of hers for sure. Mm-hmm. The dancing is a little weird. Uh, yeah, those those guys were distracting. And the fact that they couldn't have facial expressions really freaked me out. Yeah. But I like that number. I like the number. Oh, yeah. But, like, she sounded amazing. Yeah. But whenever I let the dancers distract me, I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Yeah. And young young George Shakiris. <laughs> so good. Yeah, totally. Uh, but, yeah, then he's got to go. He's got to go. He, he tells her, you know, this is a fake engagement. It's not real. You should come back. Uh, and then he's got to go on Ed Harrison. And he sings, what do they, uh, what do you do with the general? Which is a really nice little number. Mm. And then, uh Yeah. Goes out. Oh, and Danny Kaye fakes, fakes a leg injury to prevent right. the general from watching TV. Oh, right. Yeah. Honestly, that's my least favorite scene in the movie. I I like Danny Kaye just fine. Danny Kaye over-hamming his clowniness is a lot for me. Mm-hmm. I liked the, the progression of getting the general to... Oh, wait, no. I'm skipping ahead. Ah, I was mm. thinking about the suits. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, in yeah. the future. We'll that get to that. Um, but yeah, but, so, yeah. yeah. Bob goes on, Ed Harrison. Betty watches Ed Harrison, and it's like, oh, I was so confused. Like, this is when the movie really starts wrapping up. Like, it's just like, oh, everything's got to fall neatly in place. We got two more songs to do. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, she comes back. Yeah. Uh, Bob is making sure all the men backstage are in costume. Meanwhile... How are we going to make sure the general's in cost in, in uniform? Well, if you're Emma, you send his two suits to the cleaner, so he has to wear his general's uniform. I love how grumpy he is. And she's <laughs> not having any of it. <laughs> how could you send all of my suits to the cleaners? You only have two suits. Well, I assume you should only have sent one at a time. 
I love that. Yeah. Or, uh, like, I got along, I got along in the army plenty fine without oh. you. Took 15,000 men to take my place. God, they're so good. This, there's many, many good lines in yeah. this, in this movie. Many, many. Yeah. And then, um, he walks into the banquet hall. In his and uniform. He's got in his uniform and, um, Emma and his granddaughter, who totally has a name, but I do not remember it all. Because they used it literally when they introduced her and yeah. then never again. Never again, yep. So I have no idea. Um, so they walk in and he sees this room full of people and there's like, uh, the stage is on and everybody's at their tables and then the army dudes come out on the stage and start stinging and he's just like, I'm going to immediately cry. And I, I thought, yes, mm-hmm. that is, that is the thing that you should do. Yeah. I cried. I cry every time that song happens. It's really touching. And that's the part of the movie that it's just like, Ugh, I'm feeling nostalgic for the army. Uh, I don't really feel good about this emotionally, but it is, mm. it's less about the army and more about what they meant to each other. And so yeah. I'm okay with it. And yeah, the will follow the old. Ugh, so good. Makes me cry every time. And then he has to inspect the troops. Oh, that's so sweet. And then he does the whole bit where he's like, you guys are horrible and I love you. <laughs> this is sloppy outfit. It is so beautiful. I just love it so much. <laughs> and, then he, and then he blows out his cake. And then the big number, the big army number. Gee, I wish I was back in the army. The catchiest number in the whole show. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we get uh, we get the, um, the two guys out, and then the surprise for Bob is that Betty is back. Mm-hmm. And so you have moment on top of moment on top of moment. Mm-hmm. And you're right, it does just throw everything at the wall, but it works in the end. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then you want to talk about the finale? Yeah, the finale. So, again, it's the finale, right? Yeah. It's White Christmas. We haven't seen White Christmas. We haven't heard White Christmas in a while. Um. And, uh, and so, oh, what? During the show, it started to snow outside. Well, <gasps> oh, it's so beautiful. We should probably incorporate that into our, into our number at the end. So the last number is Bob and Betty dressed up in, in red fur and white fur trim. Well, it's Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. Yeah, but he's not wearing a beard. <laughs> For me, I'm just like, it's so weird. I guess, like, you don't want to <laughs> cover up his face, but yeah, basically it's a Santa Claus. Outfit, but no big belly or beard. And then Danny Kaye and Vera Ellen comes out, and I gotta say that Vera, the Vera Ellen's one with the with the the kind of the sash of of fur along the neck mm. and the thing on the top. Good lord! Yeah, those were extravagant Christmas dresses. Yeah. So then they sing White Christmas. Betty sneaks a present into Bob's Santa bag. We'll <gasps> see what happens. It? We'll see you in a second. Because first, I have to talk about that kid. Oh my god! <laughs> the ballerinas and the the two little. Okay, so, listeners, the next time you watch White Christmas, at the very end, <laughs> there's two little boys holding up the ballerinas, and the little boy on the re- on the left, left is yeah. having a terrible time. <laughs> He's giving full-on duck face, and it's the best. He's, He's just like, mm, grumpy. So angry. <laughs> it's so funny. How, like, you don't want to do another take? That kid's not going to get any happier. Let's cut, print, keep moving. Yeah. By that point, his show parents should have told him that he could do better. He was old enough to know better. That's right. And he didn't. That's why he never worked again. Yeah. Take that, Johnny. (laughs) Take it, Johnny. Um, So, yeah. Then then they're saying a white Christmas. They open up the the barn doors so you can see outside. And and everyone goes, oh, it's snowing. 
Uh, and then, so they're handing out presents or they're looking like that part is like, well, they're presents. And so they're handing out presents, but then it says to bad, to Bob from Betty. Mm. And it's a, it's the knight, the charger. Cause like the white yeah. knight thing and blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, everything's fine and great. And then, uh, uh, one of my favorite lines is like, oh, we got to start rehearsing and stuff. <laughs> and Bob uh, is like, I'm going to be very busy. I'm going to have any time. I'm going to be very, very busy and start smooching. And then, <laughs> then. <laughs> <laughs> and then Phil was like, great, me too. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Phil says, where I think I'll join you. No. So good. That was, that was a thing that happened. That was such a funny line. And it was like, after all that, he was finally like, I'm okay with commitment. And I'm yeah. just like, oh, honey, no. I feel like there's a whole other part of the movie that's happening off screen while Bob and Betty are in New York. And they and like mm-hmm. uh, Phil and Judy have like this big talk about like, hey, are we real engaged? Are we fake engaged? Do you want to be real engaged? Yeah, I like yeah. it. I like it. I feel like there's a whole conversation that they cut for time or whatever. <laughs> time. Um, they only had two hours. That's right. Uh, and that's the end of the movie. It's White Christmas. So very exciting. I'm so glad we watched that. Yeah. Um, I do enjoy it. Um, we, I guess, um, I we just want to say from us, happy holidays, yes, whatever indeed. you celebrate, because there are many, many holidays happening during this month. Some of them have already happened by the time this came out. That is true. Some will happen. Some currently are happening. Some may never happen again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gosh. I don't know. It's a it's a rough it's a rough time of year. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. I I would recommend this movie to literally anybody. Oh, me too. It's fun. I love this movie. Yeah. I don't understand people who don't like musicals, but that is a conversation for another time. But no. I'm just gonna say it. I don't understand it. No. No. They're fun, and if you're like if I'm not grumpy, then I'm in the right mood. I'm just like, all right, people singing. Yay. Yay. For me, the, okay, my least favorite thing about musicals, Mm -hmm. because I do like them, is that second in between, why don't we let you, why don't we tell you about this? And then he starts singing. Mm, The the The, pause. The the moment where I'm like, oh, you're going to start singing, aren't you? (laughs) And like, I just always, I always resent it, even though it is a musical. So... I don't understand. That's a that's a me thing. That's a Danica thing. Um, it bugs me, but I do like the before and the after, the after that pause. But I don't like the pause. What one of the things that I find so interesting, especially about backstage musicals, because this is a backstage musical, right? Yeah. Um, one of the favorite things about it is there are still a few songs that they're doing, not as a rehearsal, not at like uh, the best things happen while you're dancing yeah. is. A, a musical moment where they are expressing what they're actually feeling in dance. And so is um, oh, Counting Your Blessings, blessings yeah. right? So they sing Counting Your Blessings to each other, mm-hmm. and it's sweet and lovely. And then he writes it into the show in a very meta kind of way. And I'm just like, did you actually sing that to each other? And now you're transposing it? Are you stealing the lyrics? Is this a song you knew before? And you just sang it at each other as a as as a way of courting each other. Like I love that. I was just like, "What is the reality of White Christmas?" <laughs> oh no. Yeah, it's just very strange to me. But yeah, like you sang it, but then you put it in your show. But did you actually sing it? <laughs> what? Yeah. Anyway, we'll never know. We'll, we'll never, never know. know. Everyone who made that movie is long gone. 
gosh. Probably not the children. Oh, uh, Johnny never worked again for a reason. Oh, no! Yeah, it's a rough... <laughs> Hollywood's a rough town. Oh, this took to a dark place. It well, did. as is our way. As is our way. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you for joining us. Uh, if you want to find us on the internet, you can go to our website, which is sytycdanica.wordpress.com. Nicely done. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Danica here, D-A-N-I-C-A-H-E-R-E. And the hashtag is mm-hmm. that we, we would use is S-Y-T-Y-C Danica. It's true. And I'm on Twitter also. It's Dr. Teeth with an underscore in between because the actual Dr. Teeth doesn't tweet and I can't take... The, it's very frustrating. I don't like the underscore any more than you do, people. It's okay. You'll get it one day, buddy. Oh... Please, <laughs> give it to me! <laughs> uh, we will talk to you next time, and again, happy holidays. So You Think You Can Danica is recorded by Danica LeBlanc and Devin R. Bruce, and is produced by Devin R. Bruce and Danica LeBlanc. Our theme music is You Can Dance by Steve Combs, who has even more excellent pop music at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.